Welcome back to the Writer's Loop Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach. And I'm Leah Chason, a fantasy and romance writer. So season two ended in mid-March 2020, right as COVID-19 surged here in the U.S. And although we've been, um, you know, under quarantine to protect our families and our neighbors, that doesn't mean that we're living under rocks. Anyone with access to media, you know, whether that's the news or social media, knows that our country is facing tumultuous times. And although we haven't talked about the Black Lives Matter movement on the podcast social media, Hannah and I have both been putting in our work behind the scenes and doing our part to learn what it means to be anti-racist. We know that there's a lot going on in the world right now, no matter where you live. Um, I think this year has definitely been not one that anyone expected. You know, it can be hard to process all of this at once, and that can actually slow down our cognitive abilities. We're trying to actively stop the spread of COVID-19, learning how to support change for a better world, and deal with our personal lives all at the same time. It's a lot. If you've been struggling to create, to read, or even enjoy the things you used to love, know that you are not alone. I think many of us, Hannah and myself included, have sat down to write and found that our creative muscles just aren't there. It's not that they've atrophied during quarantine like many of our physical muscles. If you haven't already researched the impact of stress on your brain, I suggest that you do so after you listen to this podcast, um, if it interests you anyway. I'm not a scientist, so I won't go into too much detail, but basically the emotional burden of constantly being on alert for all these different things impacts your brain's ability to like function. You know, we're all experiencing more anxiety and depression and our brains have just become overloaded by the news cycle, lack of leadership, a long overdue social reckoning. So basically, if you're feeling burnt out, even though you've been at home, that's natural. Our bodies just simply aren't meant to handle this much stress. And for many of us, the emotional burden and that burnout we're experiencing can actually steal our creative energy and our ability to create. This boils down to something that we're all struggling with, self-care. No, I'm not talking about bubble baths and face masks, though I'm sure my skin could use some love. Mine too. (laughs) The kind of self-care that can help you create more consistently is a search for balance in life. It's not easy. I've been struggling with the exhaustion of constant mindfulness and how much energy it takes to process a thought in a rational manner. But that mindfulness is crucial in my life. It helps me take the weight off my shoulders and organize it into compartments that make it easier to carry. Beyond the current state of the world, even, um, I think self-care is what really stops writers and artists from creating consistently. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, If you did not look at the podcast title before you clicked play. Uh, you know, we just had to get the rest of the stuff out there first. So I get one or two emails per week from writers just, you know, who read my blog or listen to the podcast or whatever, who say they, quote, can't create consistently. Some have even disclosed their struggles to me, like depression, anxiety, taking care of ailing parents, or even being a full-time caregiver to their kids. This mental and physical burden isn't conducive to creativity unless you take care of yourself. Basically, Hannah and I are here to dismantle the mythos of the struggling artist. That whole concept is absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Our financial stress and mental health does not make for better art. That's a lie. Big. Old lie. I won't lie now. When I was in high school, I definitely bought into the whole tortured artist trope. Um, 
looking back at it with a lot of clarity and growth in between, I'm pretty sure that was how I coped with my anxiety about things. But in college, you know, I began studying these quote, tortured writers in my lit classes. And I really got curious about that narrative. And I dismantled it for myself, not long after I started learning about it. My reckoning with this ideology came not that long ago. Uh, Social media handled with mindfulness can share great values. And I read a post that dismantled this notion and allowed me to look back and recognize how my creativity waned in times of stress. There is definitely a romanticized notion that if you're struggling with your mental health, you can channel that pain and use art or writing as your therapy, Um, which don't get me wrong, writing is absolutely a great way to understand what you're feeling or what you've experienced, you know, whether that's journaling or creative writing, like it's actually a really good outlet. But if you're struggling, please seek professional help from someone. And if you need help getting started or finding that help, because I Like, we know how hard that can be. We're actually including some resources about that in the show notes, which will be in both, like, wherever, whatever app you listen to your podcasts in, as well as on the um, Between the Lines blog post that has this podcast embedded in it. So back on a personal note, finally seeing a therapist and learning how to manage my anxiety, like, with her has helped my creativity blossom. Even if I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I now know how to talk to my trusted friends with boundaries that respect their own mental health about working through all my creative blocks and anxieties. No matter how alone you might feel, you're not alone. In this era of modern technology, the internet offers us ways to connect that weren't possible when I was a child. Hannah and I had never met in person before late 2018, but we'd been friends for two years before that. We bonded over our love of pop culture and literature. As one would expect. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly over BTS. Um, And anime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can find friends who understand what you're going through and the goals you're trying to achieve on any number of popular platforms. While you might have to step outside your comfort zone in order to meet them, and you will have to set up social boundaries to keep one another safe, that doesn't lessen your potential friendship. Hannah and I understand each other's triggers and will avoid bringing them up unless the other person needs to talk about it. We will express our mental health isn't optimal and mention when there's a stressful event happening for either of us. This helps us care for one another. We know when to offer a compassionate ear or when to share funny TikToks with each other. I do not advise leaning on your social circle for all of your needs, though. They aren't paid professionals. But volunteers with as much limited cognitive resources as you have, or less even. Exactly. Your social circle can't do it all, and they should not have to. Whether, you know, you're a writer or visual artist or whoever your friends are, like, that's just not cool. There are so many resources that are available to you and your friends. Um, So besides the ones we're listing in the show notes, one of my favorites um, that is free to listen to is Brene Brown's podcast. She tackles a range of topics. She's fun. She always has very relatable stories, but she gives a critical look at things like emotional literacy and creativity and vulnerability. And I've learned so much about myself as a writer, actually, from the topics that she covers on both her podcast and in her books. And at this point in the episode, you might be thinking, Hannah Leah, like, this is great, but what does this have to do with why I'm not writing consistently? So if you take one nugget from this episode, 
let it be that even though we pretend we can compartmentalize, every aspect of our lives are intertwined. Not feeling creative or not able to create regularly, there's probably some stressor that you haven't recognized yet and it's impacting you. Besides everything going on in the world right now, if you find you aren't creating consistently, it's time to examine your stressors, whether on your own or with the help of a friend or a therapist or all three. And while you're understanding your stressors, you can take care of yourself. As the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. Your writing will suffer if your overall well-being is suffering. I know it's a buzzword on the internet right now, um, but let's go back to self-care and how that fits into writing consistently. Um, besides all the professional resources, we will also include a couple links to self-care stuff in the show notes. Um, but before that, what kind of self-care stuff works for you, Leah? I'm going to be super honest and admit that I've been struggling with this. The world is really heavy right now. However, that means it's at the front of my mind right now. Self-care for me means good food. Not only am I obsessed with food, but I'm also in recovery for an eating disorder. For me, that means making or buying meals that are satisfying in more ways than one. Grubhub has been a godsend, and yes, I make sure to tip my drivers right now. Since we can't meet up with people due to lockdown, I've joined more D&D games for social interaction, and I have downloaded a backlog of my favorite podcasts, which I'm going to plug here. It's Shipping and Handling. It's by two literary agents who like to shoot the shit, and it's great. That sounds awesome. I still have to listen to that, but I have so many podcasts I have to get through. So for me, I've kind of been working on the self-care routine over the last few years. Before the pandemic, I was playing tennis regularly, which I have played since I was like four years old. I won't age myself, but it's a very long time. (laughs) But I'm immunocompromised, um, so I actually like I can't go do that safely right now. I do, though, I like taking walks while I listen to podcasts or audiobooks. That's always like, that's a treat for me <laughs> because I get to do something I'm really interested in, which is, you know, the listening to stuff. But, you know, moving your body really does help with anxiety and just kind of taking a break from the screen. There's also, of course, the occasional treat, like an iced coffee while I'm running errands, again, before the pandemic, or even like picking up my favorite candy bar when I go grocery shopping. These little things all add up to bring me joy and they help me re-energize myself. And then, you know, I think fun stuff definitely counts as self-care, but something I don't see people talk about a lot are the less fun things that do make a big impact. What do I mean by that? So I really don't like bookkeeping for my editing business. Like it's not hard, but I just don't like doing it. So part of my weekly self-care routine is actually doing my bookkeeping for my business for the week on Fridays. I get it out of the way, it makes it manageable, and then it's way less stressful to keep up with it. Oh, I second this so much. While cleaning has become a task that I dread these days, I feel amazing once my space is vacuumed and tidied. Having a clean space is super rewarding. It's proof that you did something and it clears the way for creative ideas rather than I should really fold that basket of laundry thoughts. I also like journaling lately. I have been pulling out my tarot deck. I'll draw one card, think about what that means to me, and jot that down with some gratitude and some thoughts that I need to clear out of my head. I love that. And on that note, 
Uh, I really should fold the laundry in my laundry basket because that's another thing I don't like doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that says a lot about me. But so I think that's pretty much the end of the episode, unless you have any other tips you want to drop. I think we managed to squeeze in a lot. Yeah, I think so, too. We really sincerely hope that this episode helped you, even in some small way, to understand what's been keeping you from writing. It's different for everyone, but, you know, when you have the mental space to do it, just kind of ponder this and then think about what helps you feel better and incorporate those activities as long as they're safe for you to do. Assuming that we're still listening to this during a pandemic, you know, seek out help, both from professionals and from your social circle if you need to. And stay well and take care of yourselves the best you can. Next time, we will be back with suggestions on how to manage your writing time. Good stuff. We will, well, you will hear us then, I suppose. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks to Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.